Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Today, I'm really thrilled to kick off the discussion with Ashish Santalia. Hi, Ashish. How are you? I'm good, Greg. How have you been? Super thrilled to kick off the discussion and learn something about your company and your learnings throughout your journey in customer experience, transformation and, and leadership. And to really kick off the discussion, could you please introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I, I have been a tech enthusiast, right? Just to start, for first and foremost, I'm really a tech enthusiast on that side. And while I was in college, which I graduated about seven years ago, I always wanted to build something on my own, you know, and, and building is one of those things which gives me a lot of happiness from the core. So I started building very early, building products, uh, probably services, multiple things. And, and I ended up building something related to hyper-local information sharing. While I was in college, we scaled it up to 25 plus premier colleges in India. But then obviously it hit a peak quite soon. And that's when we had to wrap it up. And I moved on to become a product person at a software company. And I, I, that's where I learned a lot about building the product, the nuances, talking to the customers, the empathy that you really need in order to make things work. And also about building a business. Finally, I felt that I mostly have found my guy kind of thing, you know, towards the end of that journey with the company. And that's when we started Conwin. At Conwin, I'm doing, I'm handling product, I'm handling business. These are the two major fortes for me at Conwin. Thank you very much. Could you please share a bit more about the company? What are you doing? Yeah, sure. So at Conwin, what we do is, so think about it this way. A lot of conversations happen with customers a lot of companies have multiple agents, maybe thousands of them or hundreds of them, and do a lot of customer conversations generally. All these customer conversations are usually a gold mine of data, but people are not able to make full use of it because it's, it's too much to consume, too much to analyze, and too much of cognitive load to be able to figure out what is the actionable item from that. Imagine a software doing all of that for you. And then analyzing the data in a way where it can figure out the actionable insight and you can then put that actionable insight to use for multiple use cases. Some of those use cases could be training your people, improving the customer satisfaction, understanding what customers really want. Why are they buying? Why are they not buying? Right? Why are they calling you? And, and why do they keep calling you? Right? For that matter. So, so all these use cases can be satisfied when you have that analytics in, in a very actionable form without having to put a lot of cognitive load. And that's what Convent does. Uh, so for multiple stakeholders across any company, we look into their customer conversation, generate these insights and help them drive the business outcome from there. Thank you. I, I love action because CX professional, but in general, in, in business, the bigger the businesses they are, they're discussing a lot and delivering not so much. And therefore, I really like these tools and this opportunity to create actions out of data because then are objective. Then there is nobody discussing about that, about subject feelings and what's 
passing and so on, but you have objectives data that you can take this decision on. But before we deep dive in this topic, could you please share your values? Which values drive you in life? Sure, absolutely. I, I think this is a very important question and I have been thinking about it not just today, but from a good amount of time now. And if I go and dig deep into what is really driving me today is definitely the innovation side of things, but with a mindset of continuous learning, because I know that I don't know everything and, and I need to learn every day in order to evolve and in order to keep my innovation uh, mindset up. And then the next thing that I really value a lot is empathy in general towards anyone in general in life of who you're speaking to, who you're working with. It becomes and it goes a long way, honestly. All of these three things combined, I really believe can help you do wonders. So, yes, these are the three things that I would largely say are my core driving values. Thank you very much. And trying to connect the dots. Uh, actions, creating wonder, and being empathetic. Today, we are going to discuss about measuring the ROI of agent assistant coaching, real-time feedback, AI-driven Q&A. And these are all extremely relevant topics. Before we deep dive in this, in this, in this one, what's what's your um, real view? How do you want to 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 structure uh, the company and the future for 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 companies, helping them be more empathetic and so on? Sure. See, the, the way that we want to structure our value proposition as a company, right, uh, as, as Conway, the way that we want to really structure it is to say that, hey, look, you're doing tons of conversation with your customers, right? And you can actually take much better business decisions. You can actually understand what their issues are, solve for them proactively and multiple things on that side without having to worry about listening to the conversations manually or putting a lot of manual effort there. We believe that the CX technology in general is evolving so fast that this will become a norm. If you your company is not doing it and the other company is doing it, people will move to that company because they will figure out a better experience with that company, right? So it's, it's basically moving from a good to have idea, which was like five years ago, to a must-to-have idea in another three, four years, roughly. And we are in the middle of the transition. It's an extremely great time to adopt and understand what your customers are telling. And customer experience is not only important from a customer service perspective or customer support perspective, but customer experience is also very important from a sales perspective. If your customer experience is not good in sales, it's very difficult for them to make them buy your product or service, right? So our sense is to basically let people know that there is a transition happening and better we should get on that bandwagon and make sure that you are up and ready for the expectations that the customers are going to have in the next two, three years, because that's what is going to become the norm. Oh, oh yes. And as a service provider, I know and I understand that you're very polite and just name that transition. The reality from my point of view, it's really a transformation that company must go through. And yes, I said must, because it's so easy now to switch product, to switch services. The competitor is roughly one click away and we know how quick then uh, how low the attention is of our customer and therefore we really should focus on them. And you mentioned something really interesting about justifying investment in, in CX technology. Measuring the ROI of agent assistant, how can we justify all this investment that we need to do? Sure. Rather than just talking about agent assist, I think what we should talk about 
is how exactly and what is CX? We all know what is customer experience, right? And how do you improve customer experience? See, customer experience can be improved with a ton of things. You can you can change multiple things and the customer experience can really improve over the period of time. But what is that one driver which can make very deep impact on customer experience? And probably one of the easiest one today is technology. So if you if you figure out the right technology stack for servicing your customers or while speaking to your customers, the customer experience is going to get impacted a lot. And when I say a lot, it, it's definitely hold a lot of weightage in terms of what is the you know what is the weightage of as compared to other factors which are going to improve the customer experience. Now, if you drill down into technology with the mindset that's going to be one of a very important driver for customer experience, you'd realize that the first touch point today and in most of the cases between a customer and your company is, is probably a human agent in most of the cases. You know, this, this number was very high probably three years ago, has come down a little bit by 10% roughly because there are bots and everything who has come into picture. Uh, but even then for 90% of the conversation or 90% of the time, your agents do get involved, right? And it's going to stay that way. There will be a natural decline, but that decline will become stable at some point in time. And all of that, your human agents will always going to are always going to be in picture. With that mindset, if you understand that there is always going to be a human agent speaking to the customer, why would you not want your human agent to be extremely resourceful, extremely capable, and extremely uh, intelligent about handling the customer query? Right, that's where the agent assist comes. If if you start looking into how impactful it can be. Imagine I being an agent and I being an I am able to instantly change my conversation basic basis the requirement of the customer. I'm not reading out a script. I'm not just trying to follow the set steps that has been given to me. My focus is how do we help the customer best? And then there is a technology piece that can help me learn, grasp through it, and immediately suggest on how to help this customer better. And now imagine handling millions of customers like that, right? For for agent or for hundreds of agents, very difficult to handle millions of customers and their very specific requests. But having a piece of technology helps me do that. Now, if all of that combined, if I'm able to help the technology the, the customers very, very well, what will happen? My my first resolution rate will increase, right? Which means that the number of tickets I'm able to solve or the number of queries I'm able to solve on the single call goes up by a huge margin. My average handling time will reduce, which means that if I'm able to solve a query in five minutes, and if there's a piece of technology that helps me to solve it in four minutes, I'm saving 20% of the time, right? The customer satisfaction will increase, right? Uh, effectively leading to better renewals, you know, more visits, more referrals and everything. Now, if you think about the ROI of it, you're not actually just putting a piece of technology. What you're impacting is the end business, which is improving your average handling time, FCR, uh, improving your renewals, improving your customer satisfaction. We have seen all of this when combined properly over a longer period in time results into at least 15 to 20 X of ROI in terms of how much you really invest, right? Uh, So that's how I would look at it. I would look at the entire ROI for CX Technology investment, specifically from something like Convey or any other conversation intelligence platform. 
and and i think it totally makes sense because at the end uh, reducing reducing the time it's valuable for uh, the employees but it's also valuable for the customer because they get they have the issues resolved and then they will will come back they will spread positive word of mouth and all these additional benefits that are not always so easy to calculate because if you calculate with first contact resolution error general time say simplified manner it's a multiplication of <laughs> several numbers to get out how, how much cost we could uh, cut out but also on the other side it create it create a massive value for the customer and also agent create a massive value for customer sharing also your value values at the beginning like em empathy how is it possible to elevate agent performance in the digital age sure I'll give an example on the previous one very quickly, and then we will, uh, you know, talk about the digital, how do we improve on the coaching side as well. We work with a large e-commerce company, and they, they have thousands of agents, right? Something as simple as putting on hold for less than, greater than 30 seconds, we figured out that people are dropping off. People are dropping off, they're calling again, and, and, they're, and they're also getting irated, which means that they're also get, giving you bad reviews about how pathetic the support is, and how disturbing the support is and all of that. With the small insight, the company is able to reduce their repeat calls by 30%, which means that imagine the amount of volume of time that they have saved from, from getting the calls from the customer because everything was gone solved. Because all of this, because they just lowered their hold times, right? Now, this kind of insight really improves the customer experience. For the customer, they don't have to call twice. They don't have to explain the issue to one other person on the call uh, because they were kept on hold by someone else for the first time, right? All of this becomes more like a compounding impact on customer's experience, and, and then they rave about it. In case if, if it's a great experience, they will rave about the great experience. If it's a bad experience, they will, you know, bad mouth about the bad experience that they are ha that's happening, right? All of that is doable. Uh, so, with a basic impact of the technology, that's the impact that you can create over the period of time. Now, coming to the question that you asked about coaching of the agents, right? I believe we can talk to the we, we can stick to the first principle and think about it. Why do we want to coach agents? Right? Why, why is it even needed? It is needed because having everything in place, having all the process in place, having all the tools in place, agents are that one point of contact where the experience can become bad or great, right? Making sure that your agents are handling the queries in the right possible way, doing justice with the customer and, and really giving their best to solve the queries, this is really important, right? That's why agent coaching is very important. Second, not every agent is great, right? It, it, it takes time to do a great job. It takes time to learn. And even then, it, it's very difficult to say that, hey, everyone will be giving their best all the time. Right? From these two perspectives, agent coaching becomes very important. How do we do the agent coaching today? It's, it's basically done most of the time through manual feedback sessions. So imagine if I'm an agent, get a feedback from my manager who would have picked out a random call that I would have done like 10 days ago. And if I, if I missed something, they would have pointed that, hey, you missed out this thing in this particular call. And then this is being sent as a feedback to me on, on an email. If a manager is very considerate and, and probably I have messed up a little bit more, uh, they would come on a call with me and explain this to me, right? Uh, that's how the coaching is given today in the current contact center setups. 
Now think about it. I have done a call 10 days ago. Do I really remember what, who did I call and what did we speak about? It's, it's almost gone from my memory. I have 50 other calls to make today or if I have to get 20, 30 other calls to do today, my mind is on that. I'm not thinking about the call that I did 10 days ago, right? That's how the coaching is done and that's why it is broken today. Uh, what ideally should be done is a bit more personalized coaching, but being done continuously at scale. But can you do it humanly? Possibly, it's very difficult. You will have to hire a ton of people just to make sure that the coaching session is being given to the agents on a personalized scale and it is regular and it is also specific to the issues that the agent is facing on the conversation. That's where technologies like Convent may come into picture later on where you can automate a lot of these, right? Imagine your agents learning from your peers real time but personalized at scale without human intervention and then imagine them learning from the queries that have been solved by their peers in the past right both of these to combine and then imagine a coaching session being given to the agent automatically without human intervention and maybe every day and it just takes five minutes for me to complete that's where how the learning should happen because a lot of people are now not adjusting to the longer training or coaching sessions they want micro learning sessions and that's what the attention span is you don't have a one hour attention span you have just five minute attention span at max right and that's where the learning has to fit in if the learning has to be interesting personalized and within limited time so it gets my attention i learn from it and probably i can do a five minute learning session on a daily basis right that's what will get people to more impact and that's how we believe at least the coaching for the agent should be done. And I think that's that's in line also with nowadays social media that you get some pills, some information really short. In addition to what you said, a big advantage of what you're sharing is also creating different tasks for the agent. Then it's not only about having always calls, but and staying in the routine of doing only calls, but perhaps one time is a chat, one time is a call, and then this learning nugget, oh, I can learn something I'm giving to the company a lot, but I can learn also something. And let's think about learning five minutes every day in, in a year that has roughly 200 working days, then it's quite a lot of time invested for the employees learning. And this is during the time that it's not peak and therefore they have time to, to learn. And I think that's, that's really key to personalize that. And I really like this, this way of, of coaching because you have also, you are also speaking about real time feedback, the game changer in agent coach. And you see my background. It's about soccer. It's about football and then uh, the soccer on the players on the pitch, they get real time feedback and they can adjust in real time. And, Perhaps it's a bit stupid, but let's think about an agent writing an answer or answer to a call and getting an answer. Hey, pay attention. You are not really focused and you're not answering to the question that you are asking or pay attention that your sentiment is very negative. Why is negative? The customer is on the other side. And I think this, this is really, really interesting. What, what's your view on that? See, I, I think I, I mostly align with this way of learning, right? I think I, I think you cannot teach people generic thing. Now, if you, if you keep on teaching people the generic thing that you were doing in the past, it's going to be extremely difficult to service or to make sure that your customers are happy with the kind of queries they're coming up with. 
a customer now don't come to you with a query which is very, very simple to solve. If there would have been something which is simple to solve, most of the people are improving on their technology, right? On, on their knowledge of how we use a product or a service, it's improving over the period of time, right? It's not declining. If it's improving, the quality of conversation that they want to do with the, the agents are also going to be better as compared to the other ones, right? So you cannot have generic method of training and the method that you suggested sounds lot better to in sort of training people to make the real impact while they're speaking to these type of customers. So I'm, I'm 100% aligned. Thank you. And perhaps also speaking about technology, AI-driven quality assurance. How are you doing that? What's what's your view on this topic? Sure. So, so you can again go back to the first principle and, and try to understand why do we want it to QA, right? Why is QA done? Again, QA is done to say that, hey, we know that not every agent is perfect. There are going to be people who are not doing the right thing in the right possible way on the conversations with the customer. We need to make sure that we know those issues, we know those people, and then we help them improve over the period of time. Right? That's, that's why QA is done. Usually, the problem with the QA has been that it is mostly done manually. Someone has to sit down, go through the conversation, and, and then figure out the areas of improvement for the agent. What could the agent have done better? Right? Were there any issues on the customer side? Were there any issues on the process that we have as a company? And were there any issues in the technology that we have as a company? Or, or let's say the product or the service that we do uh, as a company, right? All of that different thing is what uh, the, the people really want to you know, figure out through QA. What will happen is all of this being done manually, you cannot process more than 1% of the conversations with the huge volume and the cost and the ROI that you have to justify because you're a business and you're taking a decision to invest some money somewhere, it becomes very difficult that way, right? So QA was majorly done by probably by taking 1% of the sample. Now imagine you're taking 1% of the sample, deriving the insights, and you're trusting that 1% of the sample to be representative of all the 100% of the calls that has happened, or all the 100% of the conversation that has happened. How do you think how much trust you can really put into it? for making a business decision. It's very difficult, right? And people knew that all the while. It's not that people have realized this today. They knew this all the while, but they did not have any other way to do anything on that side. With things like Convent, uh, now software can analyze your 100% of the conversation. And now that it can analyze 100% of the conversation, it can give you an insight on what is right, what is wrong. You know, are you, are you really looking at the right thing that you want to measure in these 100% of the conversation? What you thought, this is just 1% of the sample, that this particular part is very important and people are not doing good on this part. What if you have only picked up those samples which were biased on that side, right? So with, with AI coming into picture and we're talking about auto QA, largely a lot of those have been removed. There's no sampling needed. There's no human intervention involved. There's no human bias involved. Machine will not treat you differently versus treat me differently because you know, I'm his favorite and then the machine's favorite and you are not, right? The machine will equally rate everyone. And it is also not going to do the human error, uh, you know, which probably someone is going to do after they have done hundreds of audits, right? So machine will always consistently rate people in a way that it should be rated. That's why AI has become now a go-to shift, I would suggest, 
for people. They're moving a lot to the AI. And I think it's also necessary from that perspective, Greg. If you really want to impact the customer experience, if you really want to improve the customer experience, you have to take decisions and the decisions can't be taken basis 1% of the data. You need a larger sample size. You need, you need more, more strong support from the data to say, hey, I want to change out this entire process. So for example, one of, again, taking a very specific example from our learnings with the customer, one of the customer that we had is, is a water purification company. And they, they figured out there's a lot of support queries that they're getting. One of the constant theme of issue across 100% of their conversation has been the machine getting or machine being faulty after a month. And, and when they started inspecting this, they figured out that the supplier that they were working on was giving them a part which used to break after a month consistently, right? Now imagine the confidence that the business has to take a decision and to say, hey, I don't want this supplier. Instead, I want you another supplier, right? Because they're, they're giving us the faulty parts which breaks after a month, right? That happens because you're looking at the larger data. That issue could never have been detected if it was only 1% or 2% of the data that they were talking about, right? And hence, auto QA or moving to this direction becomes very important. Thank you very much. And with this great example, we conclude the first part of the of this episode. But in the extra time, I still have three questions for you for the last two minutes of, of this uh, recording. In 10 years from now, we are back on the CX Goalkeeper podcast. What we're discussing about? We will be discussing about how, how AI has deeply integrated into the customer experience technology stack. Right, we we would we would actually be acknowledging that we have moved fast forward and faster than we thought, which means that now AI is probably not only assisting the agents better, it is also able to anticipate what the customers are going to ask, or what are the queries, what are the questions that the customers are going to have on the conversation by looking at their history, by looking at the pattern of usage, by looking at what has happened with them in the past. The AI should be able to anticipate on what are the on what is the conversation going to be about and then probably helping the agent in a more meaningful way uh, rather than just being assisting it reactively today so currently ai assists the agents reactively it understands from the customer then assists the agent my sense is the ai should be able to proactively anticipate what the customer is supposed to ask what are the issues with the customer and then be ready with what is the best possible solution so experience will become even more seamless over the period of time Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward for this future. What's the best way to contact you and to get in touch with, with your company? I'm, I'm reachable on LinkedIn. So anybody can type in my name, Ashish Santhalia, on, and Convin on LinkedIn should be uh, there. And I'm at ashish at the rate convin.ai as well. Thank you very much. And now we are coming to the last question. Is Ashish golden nugget? It's something that we discussed or something new to leave to the audience? Yeah, I, I think one of the most important part of how, how we're developing, like how important is AI for the customer experience technology and, and everything, we should, we should start looking at a balanced approach of how we fit in AI to not say that's going to replace humans. It is probably a wrong statement in general, but actually developing towards how it, the, both of the roles can be balanced out and say that AI can figure out how to help humans effectively. Yes, over the period in time, you might not need as many people as 
that to do that particular job but the idea is to make sure that it essentially helps humans take a giant leap forward rather than saying that hey there are no humans needed and then we should develop that approach ashish thank you very much for this great discussion and please stay with me to the audience it's everything for today i hope you you enjoyed this discussion as much as i did did will our feedback please contact ashish or contact me for any feedback and for any request thank you very much and bye bye thanks thanks greg thanks for having me if you enjoyed this episode please share the word of mouth subscribe it share it until the next episode please don't forget we are not in a b2b or b2c business we are in a human to human environment thank you